The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGP and group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, perched up on the northeast coast of England in sunny Newcastle-upon-Tyne. The day is the 16th of May, Monday, and it's a very special day today. It is our 100th episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, quite achievement, frankly, um, I think, if you heard some of the rubbish we started out with. Um, and I'd like to introduce first uh, my co-host. We, we started off um, gingerly tiptoeing around each other because we didn't really know each other very well. Uh, we then sort of fell into tolerating each other. And now it's turned into an active dislike of each other, I think. Uh, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I, I uh, Episode 100, this is, uh, it's, it's a really a great accomplishment, Malcolm, um, from where we started last season. I know, like you mentioned, we were kind of just tiptoeing and seeing how things, things would work out here. Um, but, you know, kind of looking back at it, it, it's been a lot of fun. We've, you know, changed things up this season. We've brought on, you know, two more guys for the uh, MLB gambling podcast. And I think we're really finding our stride here, but we've had so many great guests on the, on the MLB gambling podcast from Dave to Minty to Johnny. Uh, we've had um, Scott's been a regular going back to last season and, it's it's been it's been absolutely fantastic being here with you and 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 you know here's to a hundred more episodes but um yeah this is going to be a lot of fun this season episode one hundred God God willing we get to a, a thousand episodes but um you know we've hit the first milestone here I'm excited yeah it's been brilliant uh and like you see I've got two other people introduced here no I was just like when a marriage gets in trouble you either have to join the sex club or buy a dog uh, so we chose the uh we, we we chose the option of buying the dog so we got uh, we got a couple of youngsters involved uh to keep me and moon off from bickering away uh oh. first of all uh Noah Bennett Noah how you doing uh how you go how's it going Malcolm and moon off um I, it feels great to be along for the ride you guys built this uh show from the ground up and I've just been happy to work the social media for a little bit and help on for two, three podcasts a week. Um, I'm enjoying myself and I can't wait for the rest of the year. I'm going to treat it like a typical baseball player and how they always say it's just a number and we got plenty more games. We got many more days to win to go. Yeah, the uh, the social media stuff, Twitter, the Twitter feed, if you don't follow it, has been absolutely outstanding. No, you've done an incredible job of that. Uh, and last but certainly not least, uh, I only left you last because you're on the end of my little Zoom picture there, Dylan. Uh, Mr. Dylan Rockford, D-Rock, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Good to be with you guys. Glad I could be here for the 100th episode. Um, yeah, it's, I just want to echo everything uh, Noah and Munaf said. It's been a fun ride. I've only been here about 20, 25 uh, episodes, but 
It's been the best and can't wait to be for, like Munaf said, 100 more. So it can't wait to give out some winners today. Yeah, I think uh, obviously it's a gambling podcast. So without being able to pick winners, you really don't have a product whatsoever. But we, yeah, we've been firing along okay this season. We had some fancy prices last year. Uh, we had some Cy Youngs and things like that. Top strikeout leader, Robbie Ray, was our friend last year. Uh, Shohei Otani at 33-1 to 1 as an MVP. Um, yeah, we've been we've been uh, putling along quite nicely this season. If you all get to tallysite.com, uh, you can track our picks. I know my over-unders have been quite warm uh, the last couple of weeks. I've been at the top of the leaderboard there. So uh, loads of stuff going on. We are going to have a special guest as well uh, later on in the show, the uh, sports group consiglia, Mr. Dave Sharapan. Uh, who's always good for his story. Uh, so we'll see if we can get a story out of him in a little while. Dave's going to join us, which is always fantastic. But um, we thought today just as a little bit something different. And it is a, it's one of those days where we record on the, on the day of the games, uh, which always sort of shortens our window uh, for handicapping games. Is it, and all four of us were on, so we could have dragged this out to five hours long, which no one's got time to listen to. So we're going to do, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Yeah, we're going to give a lock, a dog and a total. Uh, so we've got 12 picks. I don't know what the other boys have picked. Um, I've done my handicapping separately. Uh, so we'll have 12 picks for you uh, and we'll get everyone's opinions. Um, just a couple of uh, news and notes over the weekend. I don't think we can get started without mentioning the uh, Pirates-Reds game, uh, the no-hitter from yesterday. Uh, Moonaf, what did you make all of that? Oh, in, f- in fact, uh, Moonaf, give us your opinion and then we can ask uh, Noah, being a Pittsburgh man, what he felt about all of that. I mean, does it get any more Cincinnati Reds than what happened yesterday? I mean, the way this team started and, you know, over the past several weeks here, uh, prior to, I think, the past couple of weeks, they actually won some games here, but they were projected to be one of the worst teams uh, in the entire MLB. And I think that's really starting to come into fruition now. I think that you can sadly say you probably want to throw the Red Sox in there right now as well, but I think they're probably going to turn around here sooner rather than later. But it was the most uh, Reds thing to happen where they don't allow a, a single um, a single hit and they still go on to lose the game. But kind of want to ask you guys, uh, and I'll, I'll turn on to Noah here, but Hunter Green, I think, went seven innings. So is that 118 pitches? I think they made the right move by pulling him out because his pitch count was really high and he's just supposed to be one of your top guys, your top young prospects. I was okay with it after um, the amount of number of pitches that he threw, but um, – yeah, for me, I was I shocked to see it. No, but I'll let Noah take it from here since he is in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, it basically just means that the the Pirates are the best baseball team ever that they can win a, a baseball <laughs> game without scoring a run. That's what I took away from it. But uh, to go off of the Hunter Green thing, and I've been a guy that <clears throat> kind of critique Dave Roberts when he pulled Kershaw at 80. And then I complimented Joe Madden, who doesn't typically let his guys go that far and no hitters, but he let Reed Detmers go out and throw 107. Um, in the Reds case, Hunter Green had five walks during the game and he was pulled with 102 pitches. And I think the bases, I think there was at least two runners on the bases. Maybe if not, it was loaded. Um, I think it was the right decision to get him out of there and try to turn it over to one of your better bullpen guys. He rolled a double play ball and guy just beat it out. I think it was Cabrian Hayes. He's got some speed and that's just baseball. But yeah, I, I prepared a couple of, 
I, I prepared like three unique uh, number 100 nuggets and like facts and trivia and MLB. One was related to that uh, Reds and Pirates game. Another one actually related to Hunter Green, but I'll get to those in a little bit. Okay, we look forward to you um, slipping those in as we go along. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, we're gonna uh, we're gonna give you um, some some picks, some totals, dogs, and looks. So we'll start with the totals. Uh, it is a, it's a Monday card. The um, no day games today. Um, Eleven forty uh, early games, and we've got what three, six, nine, thirteen games to choose from. Um, so we will head to Dylan first. Uh, Dylan, what was the total that most appealed to you off this Monday slate? Yeah, this play scares the hell out of me, but I'm going to play an under at Coors Field. Uh, 12 seems just Ooh. too high for me. I set my total at 10.6. These two teams played early in the season. Two of the three games went under. The Giants have gone under this number four of the last five. The, the Rockies, they've gone under this number three of their last six. Alex Wood he just pitched against the Rockies last week. He was lights out five innings, five in and a third, zero earned runs. He's just been better on the road than home on in home in general. And with Sensatella, he's better at home than on the road, eight points lower in ERA, small sample size, but still. And I think we see an, a good pitching duel, especially through the first time around. And the Giants played on Sunday night traveling. Maybe it takes a little out of them. So Maybe we want to take the bullpens out of the picture. First five, under six and a half. I like that, but I'm going to go under 12. Yeah, 12 is a very, very big number. Um, it's, it's kind of the antithesis of the, of the six and a half or seven uh, that we pick at the other end. Uh, Munaf, what was your um, over-under pick for us? Yeah, you know me. I like going with these team totals and uh, over on win bet right now. The Los Angeles Angels today number is at four. And I'm going to take the over on that. Um, John Gray is on the mound today for the Texas Rangers. I believe he's coming back uh, or he's dealing with a knee issue, but he looks like he is slated to start here tonight. Um, three out of his four starts, or actually all four of his starts, let me start with that, have been on the road this season. So I think this is going to be his first home start. Um, over there in Arlington. And I, I think that if you kind of take a look at his game log, he's given up at least three earned runs in three out of the four starts. Last start, he did have a great one against the New York Yankees uh, where he did go four and two thirds and uh, did only allow two hits, but he did give up three walks, so which means that I think the Yankees didn't do a great job of bringing those runners in. Maybe that were in scoring position, but these two teams did match up uh, back on April 14th through the 17th, a four-game series in um, in there in Texas, in the Arlington area. And the Angels scored at least five runs in every single one of those games. Um, they scored five in a loss, and they had nine, seven, and eight in all-in win. So this offense is really turning it around here for the Angels. I mean, when you have Otani and you have Mike Trout, Rendon, um, Tyler Ward's also been playing well for them. So I think this is a spot where they can get over four runs here. So I'm going to go team total angels over four against the Rangers today. I like that play. Okay, cool. Signed by Noah there. Um, I watched the angels in the years last night. Um, I feel like we missed a trick over the weekend. I didn't have much time to handicap. I was busy. I was working um, all weekend and the Oakland uh, A's and the angels, the two teams with, who've struck out the most in all of uh, baseball. Um, and then I turned on that game last night and watched Frankie Montas struck out 12 batters, I think. 
Um, so yeah, the, the clues were there and it, it felt to me that if I'd had time just to, to dig in a little bit, that would have been something that occurred to me. Uh, so there's all these little angles that you just need to have time to be able to find them. Like uh, it's one of these things, but I did watch the angels last night. Uh, they have been striking out, but uh, moving off fancy something to go over tonight. Uh, Noah, um, over under, what was yours? So I'll actually start with this. Since the angels are on topic over the weekend, Shohei Otani hit his 100th home run and also his 101st home run in his MLB career. Shohei Otani achieved the milestone with a majestic blast to center field off of athletics, Adam Aller. It took Otani 444 career games to do it. And now he is the fastest Japanese player to hit 100 home runs. Here's the trivia question. Currently there are two other Japanese born players that have over 100 career MLB home runs. Who are they? Oh God, I don't know who's Japanese born. Uh is Ichiro? Yeah, there's a there's, there's a trap here. He's setting a trap. He's dug Ichiro's a hole and covered it in twigs and grass. Yeah. And he's waiting for us to fall in. One of them's got to be Ichiro, but yeah. Ichiro's the second correct. one's not gonna be a Japanese player, is it? I think no, it'll it be is someone Jim. who was he Oh is. he is. Yep. The way you worded uh, it sounded like a Ichiro trap. had 117 and Oh, had, I uh, think I know uh the Yankees guy, Hideki Mats Hideki Matsui. Correct. 175. Oh. He is the Japanese leader. Um, but anyways, so my total for today is going to come in the Diamondbacks Dodgers game. Um Dodgers are minus 240 on the money line. D-backs are plus 210 on the money line. Uh, minus one and a half for the Dodgers, minus 115. Plus one and a half for the D-backs is minus 105. The total is at eight and a half, and I'm going to go under here. This is a great pitching matchup between the two teams. Madison Bumgarner will hurl for the Snakes. Mad Bum is two and one with a 178 ERA so far in 2022. As for the Doyers, they're sending out Tony Gonsolin, who is making a strong argument to stay in the starting rotation. In 2022, Gonsolin is 3 0 with a 133 ERA. These teams faced each other a little over two weeks ago, and all three games of the series went under this total. And that's where you'll find me for this game. D backs and Doyers under eight and a half, minus 105. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw the interview with Shohei Otani after he'd hit his um, 100th home run, but he did say he'd held on specially to coincide it with the um, 100th episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, so that was a nice touch yeah. uh, from Shohei there. We appreciate I'll, that. I'll have um, to find but, that clip and tweet it out. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really <laughs> nice. He name-checked. Moonaf said he was a big fan. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, my total for what it's worth, um, I'm going for an under as well, which is a bit boring. I wanted to find an over. Um I looked at the um, Pirates and the Cubs uh, and I just can't see anybody scoring any runs. Uh, I've got Dylan Peters going for Pittsburgh and Wade Miley uh, going for the Cubs. Um, Miley's stats aren't very good. Um, he's got an ERA of nine, which would kind of blindly uh, lead you slightly to the over. Uh, but Dylan Peters has actually gone gone quite well so far for, for Pittsburgh. He's three and one uh, with an ERA of... Uh, 1.83. Um, just two bad teams. Uh, two bad teams, two bad offences. We said Pittsburgh uh, can win games without even scoring runs, so they don't, they don't even have to. Um, the Cubs are terrible at home. Um, everything about this just looks like a horrible 2-1 to me. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't, um, I wasn't very inspired by any of the over, so I ended up with the, with the under on the Cubs and the Pirates. That is mine. 
Okay, let me tell you before we move on to our underdogs for the day uh, about WinBet. Uh, if you want to take any of these picks, get across to WinBet um, where you can win $200 by um, making a $50 bet. Uh, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000 too. And don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet whether they win, lose, or push a three or more leg build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we'll move on to underdogs. This is where the big money's to be made, boys. Uh, four underdogs. Uh, we'll go back to the top. Uh, Dylan Rockford, what's your dog? Yeah, so I was going back and forth all morning between the Astros, but I'm going to go back to L.A. and take the Snakes here. I was able to get a plus 215. Anything above $2, I think, is good enough for me. The Dodgers, they're kind of in a slump. They have been have struggling bats. They've lost four of their last five, just not scoring a bunch of runs. And for how good Goslin has been, he's only went past the fifth inning one time. So they, they also had to dive deep into the bullpen yesterday as well. And with the Snakes, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10, and they've done it with their pitching. And that's how they were able to take two of three from the Dodgers last time in this series. And all those games were low scoring. So I agree with Noah's under as well. I like that play. And Bumgarner, he's been terrific on the road. Just two runs given up in 11 innings. That plus 215 with Bumgarner, the way he's been playing and the slump that the Dodgers are in, I think it's worth a shot. Even at Plus one, uh, plus a run and a half. Is that even money? I like that play as well. So I'm going to be all over the snakes tonight. Yeah, the Dodgers let a little bit of water in uh, this weekend, which was nice to see. Just gives everyone a little bit of a sniff. Uh, Moonaf, what's your dog? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rockies' first five innings here today uh, against the San Francisco Giants. You know, we've talked about uh, backing the um, Rockies at home in particular. I mean, kind of look at their splits over the past couple of years. I mean, they've been absolutely fantastic at home. So I'm looking at first five innings right now is at plus 130 over on win bet uh, for the Rockies. Sensatella, he's been solid at home so far this season. Uh, it's on the road where he's really gotten in trouble. His last start was in San Francisco he, where he gave up five earned runs. But other than that, he's had four starts so far at Coors Field where he's only given up um, more than one run uh, just once in four starts. So he's given up two, one, and then one and one, um, which is pretty impressive to me. Giants coming off that uh, Sunday night game last night. Now you have to travel into altitude uh, playing at Coors Field. I think there's a spot where the Rockies are stayed at home this past weekend when they where they played uh, the Royals. So not a travel situation from them. I think at least for game one, at least in the first five innings where maybe the Giants are trying to find their stride and maybe, um, you know, kind of forget about last night. I think the uh, Rockies, their bats and Sensatella can at least hold it down for the first five innings. I want to take the bullpen out of it because according right now or looking at the numbers, the Colorado Rockies have the worst bullpen, at, at least by team ERA. Um for the for their bullpen. So I'm going to take out the last four innings. I'm just going to focus on the first five. I'll take the plus 130 on the money line for the first five innings for the Colorado Rockies. 
Thanks, Moon. I, th- I feel like the Colorado's, the Colorado Rockies are always one of the most interesting teams for a betting angle. When you start handicapping uh, games, when you see the Rockies, you always feel like there's going to be something there, whether it's the, the home record, the away record, wh- which pitcher is it? Um, you feel like there's going to be something there that you can uh, you can seize upon uh, and find a pick. So I'm pleased you managed to get the Rockies in there. Um, Noah, uh, you're next up. What have you got? Yeah, we're talking about dogs. And uh, let me insert just audibly Kramer's uh, soundbite here. Dog. Um, Hunter Green. Very good. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Uh, Hunter Green, who actually pitched the no, 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 in his second career start on April 16th against the LA Dodgers in his hometown, Hunter Green set an MLB record for most 100 mile an hour pitches in a single game at 39. Here's the trivia question. Who previously held the record for most 100-plus mile-an-hour pitches in a single game? Chapman. Yeah, no. Chapman would have been my guess. Wait, this is a starting pitcher, you're saying? It doesn't have to be. 39, uh, Chapman would have oh. thrown 39 pitches. Did he? He was never starting at any point, Chapman, was he? No. I have no idea. No. I think yeah, it'd be some yeah. a big guy, but I so, have no idea. Number three on the leaderboard is actually Jordan Hicks with 29. So he must have had a really bad oh, okay. inning in an outing. Um, but the guy actually is Jacob DeGrom, Dylan. Dylan, mm, uh, wow. 30, 33 100 mile an hour pitches on June 5th, 2021. But uh, my dog, I'll go back to the Giants Rockies game that everybody's kind of hitting on. And let me go find the line. Giants are minus 145 coming off of Sunday night baseball. The Rockies are plus 135 on the money line. Plus one and a half was very enticing for me. It's also minus 120. I think you might find me on that for this game as well. And minus one and a half for the Giants is plus 100. The total has had some action as of late. It's now up to 12, like Dylan said. Um, I like the under just because I don't think the Giants, I mean, we've already harped on it. They're traveling here into Denver from St. Louis overnight. Um, I just question how active the bats are going to be. Um, and the Giants are pitching Alex Wood, and he's 3-2 and two on the year with a th- 360 ERA. Last Tuesday, Wood faced the Rockies in Oracle, and he recorded four strikeouts, two walks on 5.1 innings pitched, and he gave up seven hits but was relatively unscathed, only surrendering one run. I feel like the baseball gods will even this one out, and Colorado turns those seven hits into a little bit more runs, especially in this lineup that has good history against Wood. And I'm not going to touch on Sentatella because Munaf did a great job doing that. I love the first five money line even more if you want to take the bullpens out like Munaf was talking about. But for me, I just really like the fade um, in the Giants in this spot. So. Chuck Nasty, Charlie Blackman is hitting 433 against Wood in 30 at bats. Brennan Rogers is hitting 405 ABs and 444 over the last week. CJ Crone is batting 400, 4 for 10 with three uh, singles and a ball sent into the Crone zone off of Wood. Connor Joe is hitting 333, 2 for 6 off of Wood. Jonathan Daza is hitting 3 for 9 against Wood, and he's hitting 435 in the Rocks' last six games. And lastly, Ryan McMahon is hitting 313 versus Wood. The Rockies on the money line plus 135 is my dog of the day. 
Tell you what, we just did the uh, did the win bet Adri there about the the build your own bets, and um, we're putting them one together here out of our picks on this Giants Rockies game. So uh, we threw in the uh, Rockies first five, Rockies on the money line uh, under twelve, uh, and chucking a Charlie Blackman home run. Uh, you got yourself a fancy priced winner there. So yeah, uh, winbet.com for the build your own bets. Um, my dog is going to be the Washington Nationals at the Miami Marlins. Um, Aaron Sanchez is the starting pitcher for the Nationals. He's two and two with a 758 ERA. Um, two of his last three starts haven't been awful. He's been relatively competitive. He's given up um, uh, three in runs in, in two of the last three, but they've not been bad at all. Um, Serge um, Alcan- uh, Sandy Alcantara has been um, he's been better for Miami, but his last home start wasn't great. Um, he gave up five hundreds against Seattle at home. Um, Washington are more competitive on the road. They're seven and nine on the road. Miami is seven and nine at home. Uh, so you've got two teams with similar records. I just thought it was a great value price. Washington plus 165. I don't think there's much in this at all. I think it's more of a coin toss. Uh, and if you're giving me plus 165 about heads or tails, I'll take that all day. So uh, the Washington Nationals uh, were the pick for me. Um, before we move on to our locks and uh, we get to our special guest as well, I'm going to tell you a little about Sleeper, uh, the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. Um, I've got four or five of my fantasy leagues on there, uh, NFL, and I'm sure you have the same. Um, best best fantasy app there is uh, for NFL. Uh, but you can make money on Sleeper 2 now by playing the new overall under game. Uh, it's dead easy. Um, choose your sport, choose a couple of players that you like and pick the overall under on some props. Um, example, points in basketball, hits in baseball, etc. Um, pick your stake and then if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from 2 to 20 times uh, the money you put in um, you can play with your mates uh, it's got a great uh, group chat built in you can see and copy all your friends picks at the top of a button uh, loads of fun to sweat those out together so if you download the sleeper app now to play the over under game uh, have fun with your friends and make some money uh, you can join our listener group at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Um, so use your mobile phone, sleeper.com, SGP MLB is the code you'll need and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit to 100 bucks. So sleeper.com slash SGP MLB. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, so we've got the totals. Uh, we've got the dogs. And this is where the big money's to be made. Uh, we're going to go four for four here, by the way. So by all means, uh, feel free to parley all four of these because I can't see what could possibly go wrong. Uh, we'll start with <laughs> Mr. Dylan Rockford. And what is your luck? Yeah, nothing could go wrong. Um, give me the nothing. angels here. On, give me the angels here on the money line. I like Noah Syndergaard against John Gray. Gray's made all four of his starts this ro- this year on the road, and he's only made it through the fifth inning one time. I think this is a tough task for him against an angel team like Munaf said has been raking. Ward at the leadoff hot spot is. Batting 384, Mike Trout, Syndergaard. Rendon has to pick it up. He's been uh, all right, but Walsh 
um, Marsh, even Wade is getting on base. So their whole line has just been raking. They're first in the league in RBIs, third in slugging, first in runs, first in home runs. And these two teams, they played a four-game series early in the season, and the Angels won three of the four convincingly. So Syndergaard, he's, he's kept his walks down, and he's only given up three runs or fewer in each of his starts. Last time he was in Texas, he went six innings strong, only gave up two runs. At minus 135, I think this is a good value, especially with Syndergaard. So Angels money lines the play for me. So uh, Dylan, co-signs, Munaf's feeling that the Angels will go well tonight. Uh, Munaf, where was your luck? Yeah, I like the Angels here as well tonight. Uh, I was just going to double up on the Angels money line, but let me see. Why don't you go to Noah and then maybe I can uh, find another pick for you as well. Okay, no, help me enough out then. You jump in. All right, I'll buy him even more time with this. On Sunday, like we mentioned at the top of the pod, there was a unique 100 box score. It went 1-0-0. Stood for one run for the Pittsburgh Pirates while recording zero hits and zero errors. Uh, it is the sixth time such box score has occurred where a team was no hit but still won the game since 1901. The last occurrence came when Jared Weaver and the Angels had a combined no-no, but lost to the Dodgers in 2008. Here's the trivia question. There were three pitchers of record that appeared for the Pittsburgh Pirates in this game. Jose Quintana pitched for seven innings. Chris Stratton pitched the eighth inning. And David Bendar pitched the ninth inning, who received the official win. Benar? It has to be the last question. Benar, yeah. So it went to Stratton and Benar got wow. a save. Hmm. Oh, That's wow. interesting. That's I know. I didn't think Benar had got it because I think I was playing Cody Zeeb uh, from the NASCAR gambling podcast in um, our fantasy league. And he had Benar and we, we were neck and neck. Uh, and I thought that was going to undo me for the uh, for the win, but it didn't. He got the save. So I, I knew uh, Bednar hadn't gotten it. But um, yeah, explain to us why Stratton got it. Uh, so Stratton appeared in the eighth and uh, he, he pitched in the top of the eighth. Now, I I think it's because he was on, he was the pitcher of record in the inning that the Pirates scored their run. And then with uh, Bednar coming in for the uh, for the save to close it out, I think that's why they gave Stratton the win. Uh, there you go. Okay, then. Uh, I very much enjoyed your trivia tonight, Noah. Uh, back it up with a stone cold lock, please. All righty. Um, so, for my lock, we're going to go to this Mariners Blue Jays game. Um, it's at the very top of the slate. It's the third game uh, with the first pitch at 7 07. Fourth game, sorry. Uh, the Blue Jays are minus 149 on the money line. The Mariners are plus 139. At minus one and a half, you can bet the Blue Jays plus 125. And at plus one and a half, the Mariners are minus 150. The total is at eight and a half. My lock is the Toronto Blue Jays' first five minus a half run at minus 110. This is a revenge game for Yusei Kukuchi, a guy who has done well for his standards so far this season. He's 1-1 one one with a 4.15 ERA. Kikuchi has pitched against the hottest team in the league, the Yankees, twice in his last two times out, only giving up five hits and three runs total on 14 strikeouts and only four walks. Dylan could say Seattle has won two of their last three against the Mets, but I look for Kikuchi to continue the success against the skidding Mariners to 
a skidding Mariners team who have lost nine of their last 13. That's that helps my argument a little bit more. So I'll use that one. Um, Chris Flexen's bump day today for Seattle. He has a poor one and five record with a four to four ERA and Toronto also has good PVB against him. Teoscar Hernandez batting 400, two for five uh, against um, Flexen. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is also hitting 400, two for five. Matt Chapman is three for 11 with a bomb. And lastly, George Springer is two for eight with a Springer Dinger versus Flexen as well. So give me the Blue Jays first five run line minus a half run at minus 110 to avoid some juice. Okay, so Toronto Blue Jays uh, in various guises. Um, as we speak, uh, Moonaf, I've just had a little Twitter notification on my phone that tells me you were the uh, hottest expert uh, in the world, I think we can say, uh, on Tally site last week. Uh, and your lovely, luxurious face has popped up as well on there. Um, so who better to go to for a lock uh, than the world's hottest tipster? I How mean, about it? Uh, yeah, I, I liked everything that we really gave out today. So that can go one of ways, which I think we might just crash into a wall today. But um, the Blue Jays was the other one I was looking at when Noah said, I love the pick from the Angel. I think they're they're in a good spot here. But um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to fade Dylan's uh, Mets here tonight um, with the Cardinals. So I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinals money line here. And it's really, I'm just backing Miles Mikolas here. Uh, he's been absolutely fantastic for the um, St. Louis Cardinals so far this season. Uh, he hasn't given up more than two earned runs in any of his starts. He's allowed only one earned run. And I think like for them, see one, two, three, four, five out of his seven starts so far this season. He's three and one with a 1.49 uh, ERA, a 0.49 whip, 31 strikeouts so far on season. I know I talked about fading, you know, teams that are on uh, travel situations here, but I think that this is a little bit of a, spot where I'm just really backing Nicholas and then fading the pitcher for the uh, Mets, Trevor Williams, who's on the mound, who hasn't gone off to a great start here. I think they're using him out of the bullpen. I think Dylan can uh, confirm me on that, but he's allowed seven earned runs over his last three appearances total. Um, he did face Washington or did go up against Washington in Washington, his last start uh, where he went three and two thirds and only allowed two hits. But I think that you have this offense coming in, with the St. Louis Cardinals that was able to find their groove here a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals here as my lock for tonight. So even money uh, lock for Moon off the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, my lock, just to round things out, um, same as Noah, I couldn't get away from the Blue Jays, unfortunately, to double up. But, um, but yeah, that's where I got to. Um, I was burned last week by flexing. Um, he had two horrible numbers last week in his start. Um, like you say, Kikuchi hasn't had an easy run of opponents. Um, I think he's due a little bit of luck. Flexing just keeps losing as well. I mean, I think he's unlucky to be one and five, but he is one and five. Um, Seattle is scuffling along, and I just thought the Blue Jays, it was a good spot for them tonight at home, uh, minus, minus 138 um, for the Blue Jays. It was going to be my luck there. Okay, I'll, we've got plenty I'll, more. I'll add to. Oh, sorry, I'll add to. No, no, you're good. I'll add to Moonoff's lock as well. Normally, uh, when there's like a late night game and it's a travel day as well, they fly the starting pitcher out for the next game a yeah. day early. So if he's like truly just back in my, uh, Michaelis because he has a strong feel on him, that's the correct play because he's out there having a good night's rest and he'll be ready for the game. 
Also, I'll yeah, also we- add one more thing. I'm sorry, Malcolm. Oh, boy. Interrupt. Oh, boy. Uh, no, I, I just think it's going to be a very interesting series. Oh, the way this uh, the way the series ended last uh, time with benches clearing, I I don't think that could go unnoticed. And I think giving a guy like Buck Showalter who demands a little more grit and fight out of their players, I think they're going to remember it. And I think they're going to come out hot. That could be the bias in me talking, but I do think we're going to see some interesting matchups, especially early on. That's all I'll say. Maybe for games two, three, yeah. <laughs> no, I just hope I'm not, I'm gonna save it. I'll save it for tomorrow. <laughs> D- Dylan's ready to rumble. Uh yeah, plenty more to come. Before we get to that, I will uh, tell you a little bit about IP Vanish uh, in this very wordy ad read. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Uh, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN. It makes it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. You can browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means all your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, etc., will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Uh, you can use IP Vanish on loads of devices, unlimited. Uh, you get it on your Fire Stick for streaming stuff. Um, if you're at home or in public, um, don't go online without using IP Vanish. Um, IP Vanish are offering 70% off the yearly plan for sports gambling podcast listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee, which is the equivalent of getting nine months for free. Uh, it's dead easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Take your privacy back today with the brand rate at 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, something we like to do on these uh, same day records um, is we can get our teeth a little bit into uh, DFS um, because we've got some prices out with the games going tonight. Uh, Noah is the man today. He's put a little DFS lineup together for us. So we'll hand this over to you, Noah. Uh, I could do with a winner tonight. Me, uh, DraftKings put is just dwindled down. I might have to top it up. I haven't topped it up for about a month, which is a world record. Um, so if you can save me from topping it up, Noah, uh, do that, please. All right. So let's start with stacks. Um, this is strategic, how you build your lineup. Um, the best way to go about it is to find yourself a game with a high total. And today we have the Giants and Rockies. They have the highest total on the board by a long shot. It's now at 12. Uh, when I wrote these notes, it was at 11 and a half. And that's three and a half runs larger than any other total you'll find on this slate today. So grab some bats from that matchup. And personally, I favor the Rockies in there. So I think they'll pull out a win and uh, that might be a contrarian play. Um, if the Giants are minus 140 favorite in that game, um, other team stacks that I like based off of PVB recent performance or their matchups are the Angels, Blue Jays, Yankees, and actually Tigers in that order. I personally am not playing any Tigers, but if you're bold enough, uh, they have been hot with the bats coming off of matchups with the Athletics and the Orioles. Um, My optimal lineup, even though it is an 11 games uh, DFS slate, I don't think we have a whole lot of pitching options at the top. Freddie Peralta is 10 and a half K against the Braves, and he's eh, in my my opinion, because... 
the Braves lineup is pretty legit. And Tony G at 10.2K is kind of crazy considering he doesn't often pitch deeper than five innings per game. Personally, my number one starter for DFS on this Monday slate is Luis Severino, who's 8.8K against the Orioles. Severino has consistently been turning in five innings of work with a couple of strikeouts. And during his last outing against the Blue Jays, he racked up eight Ks, which was his highest total so far this season. Consider him at this reasonable, at this reasonable price to keep up his momentum. My starters for today are guys that we've previously mentioned. So I'm not going to go too deep into that. I have Thor, Noah Syndergaard and Yusei Kikuchi uh, pitching for me at 2k uh, catcher, Patrick Mazika with Mc- with a uh, James McCann's injury for the Mets. Maz has been called up and he just flat out rakes. 2k is too cheap for this guy. In his first game, he picked up a Homer and in his second game, he hit a single and got three points. He's a must rod must roster budget beast. Uh, playing first base for me at 5,600 CJ Crone already mentioned his PVB against Alex Wood and he's he's hitting 305 on the season with nine bombs and is averaging just over nine fantasy points per game. Other options at first base, 5,900 Shohei Otani, 4,500 Brandon Belt. He's 435 against Sensatella and at first base also for the Orioles, 4,200 Trey Mancini, who's batting 400, six for five, six for 15 with a tank against Severino at second base for 3,700. I have Santiago Espinal. He's an absolutely, he is in an absolutely stacked Jays lineup and he has put up fantasy points in each of his last 11 games. Uh, also good options are Brennan Rogers, who I've previously previously mentioned and Jeff McNeil, who's batting 400, two for five with a single and a double versus Michaelis. Third baseman for me, I have Yohan Moncada. In four games since returning from injury, Moncada has six hits and two bombs. Other options, Rafael Devers, who's batting 500, five for 10 with a single, three doubles, and a four-bagger versus Odorizzi. Uh, Nolan Arenado, who's 5,600, batting 444, four for nine with a pair of singles and tanks against Trevor Williams. And also Cabrian Hayes, who's batting 667, four for six, with four singles versus Wade Miley. At shortstop, I found another little bit of a budget beast at 2,300 Elvis Andrews, who's batting 500, nine for 18 with five singles, three doubles, and a nuke versus Chris Arger. That's a very good punt play if you can't find a shortstop that you like at the top of it. Other options at shortstop that I kind of like for this slate is Corey Seager and Xander Bogarts, who have better than average PVB. But if I can get a 500 hitter, with a good sample size of ABs for cheap, I'll take that every day of the week. For my outfield, I'm taking Otani and Trout um, against John Gray. He gives up runs and bunches, and Otani has hit back-to-back home runs or back homers and back-to-back games. And Trout is an absolute dude right now. He's averaging 10.3 fantasy points per game. And for analytical minds, he leads the AL in war, batting 333, two for six with a single and a Trout tank versus Gray. 5,500 is too cheap for Trout on any day. It's, he's typically around 5,900. Um, and my last outfielder is George Springer at 4,700. I'm going to try to will a leadoff Springer dinger against Flexen, who he is two for eight with a dinger against. Um, other options in the outfield, Aaron Judge, Byron Buxton, Taylor Ward, John Carlos Stanton, Connor Joe, Mike Yastrzemski, Darren Ruff, and Joey Gallo. They are all good subs. Malcolm. Excellent. Well done, mate. I have wrote those names down. 
uh, and I'd expect my balance to be uh, burgeoning in the morning when I log in. <laughs> uh, at least three figures there, if not four or five, I'd be very disappointed, mate. Good luck, mate. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, mate. You uh, know it always puts the graft in uh, on the DFS lineup, so we very much appreciate that. Um, I'll tell you what would help, Noah, once you've put the graft in. Uh, Athletic Greens, uh, one delicious scoop of the AG1 supplement, uh, gets you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, age, and all the good stuff you need. Uh, it costs less than $3 a day. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving away a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, so, yeah, we're making a big deal about the 100th show. Uh, of the 99 shows that we've previously recorded, I reckon the best three uh, have had this man involved. And absolutely delighted uh, to welcome the sportsbook consigliere uh, all the way from Las Vegas. Uh, Dave Sharapan. Dave, I missed you last time and I was gutted. And I'm delighted to see you this time. How are you doing, me? Mal, I'm so excited to see you. The boys and I did a great job. It was a fun show. You know, Moon Off's, you know, calling the pitches. And you got D-Rock doing his thing. And then, what's that other kid's name off the top Noah. of my head? Who? Noah. Noah. Noah, right. How could I forget Noah? I mean, seriously. It was such a fun show. But, like, congratulations, guys. 100, a C-note episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast. You guys reach out and say, can you come on the show? What the hell else would I be doing, Mal? Of course I'd come on the show. Yeah, the uh, the tables have turned a little bit because it's mid-afternoon. You've just commented that I seem quite sprightly. Um, and for you both, it's very early in the morning, and I think you took a bit of a bad beat last night, Dave. So um, you've, had to, you've had to steal yourself to join us today. Uh, what happened last night, mate? Oh, man, those Penguins had a 3-1 series lead. And, I mean, I thought the Rangers were going to win the series before the series. But then after game one, a triple overtime win, and Louis Domingue, the third-string goalie, was eating spicy pork and broccoli in between periods. And he did the post-game <laughs> interview, and they said, yeah, I had spicy pork and broccoli, not the best. I said, I'm in. They got me again. I'm in. And the Penguins were in. And I thought the Ming dynasty was going to start and all this stuff. And then uh, they lose an overtime game last night after having a lead for the third consecutive game, leading three to one. So, yeah, it's nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me. Uh, it's nighttime in Pittsburgh for hockey for the rest of the season. It's baseball season officially uh, in Pittsburgh. The Pirates win a game and don't get a hit. I mean, you want to talk about nobody knows shit. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> How does that even happen? <laughs> you you were the first person that I thought of last night when that game was going on and you started getting some alerts. I saw the no-hitter alert on MLB.com first. And then the, the team chat from the, the baseball team started and people and then I saw Twitter moon off and people were piping up saying, are you seeing this? But the first person I thought of was you and nobody knows shit. And that was probably the most encapsulating episode of the entire season so far. I mean, it's just wild. I can't believe what's going on with Cincinnati. I mean, you want to talk about like a betting opportunity and things like that. And then they go win a couple games against the Pirates. And then 
the pirates are getting no hit and I'm getting the same alerts. And all I'm doing is prepping the house, <laughs> prepping myself for game seven for hockey, because we had four of them on Saturday completely just took over my day. Just that the entire day Saturday was we're watching hockey with those three games. Uh, there were, yeah, there were three on Saturday mm -hmm. and then I'm getting alerts that the pirates are getting no hit, but it's scoreless. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> wait. And then a ground ball, Double play that's not. Hayes beats it out. They get the run. Like, wait a second. They can win this game. So, you know, I did a little research. 2008 was the last time that happened. Yep. Uh, can't believe it. Just, just, just can't believe it. And, and it goes to show you that, I mean, like baseball is just a sports are great, but baseball has its own special um, place in all of it. Yeah, I think um, so. Looking back towards the start of the season, and obviously we had the we had the lockout, and there was a lot of shenanigans surrounding that, whether we were going to get started or not. Um, but since it's got started, I've I've really enjoyed it. We had a bit of a it was kind of counterintuitive that the the uh, pitcher seemed in front of the hitters a little bit, or was it the dead ball? Um, we've seen more runs lately. If they juice the ball again, is it the warm weather? But I just enjoy the, the, the seasons just cranking it the gear. Now the divisions are starting to settle down. Um, and there's been loads of good stuff, loads of fun stories as well. Um, so I think after a couple of weird years, I was ready for this. Uh, and it's just starting to settle down and getting a nice little bit of rhythm to it. Now, Dave, I like it. Without a doubt, this day is the first day where there's no basketball. There's no hockey. There's no anything game-wise except baseball today. And like a lot of people in the business, in, in, you know, not just the content business, but in the book business, this is officially the first day of summer. This is the first day where you're like, okay. And so a lot of people are diving into betting baseball today because there's yeah. nothing else to bet. And they've missed a hell of a six-week run that started the season so far. There's been so many different dynamics, storylines, things that happened, not just like bad Reds, but good. The Yankees, I mean, I just don't know if they're ever going to lose another game. They just win every day. It's annoying for people that aren't Yankee fans, but boy, they're <laughs> pumping their chest. And, you know, now I got to hear not just the Yankee stuff, but the Rangers stuff on top of it. It's kind of annoying. The, the Angels, a tremendous story. Like what is going on? In Southern California, the real story of baseball isn't just the Dodgers in L.A. It's the Angels. So there's so many things going on um, in baseball, and it, it's fun to do shows like this where you guys have been doing the numbers. You've been talking. So I think talk about pitchers being ahead of the hitters or hitters being a, ahead of the pitchers. The MLB Gambling Podcast is ahead of a lot of other people doing shows and stuff and you know looking at these games. Yeah, Dave, I know last time you were on with myself, uh, Dylan and Noah and, and Malcolm was an honor and we were talking about World Series predictions with you. And I mentioned that Malcolm had picked the Yankees to win the World Series. We might have to go back or I might have to go back and look at what the Yankees record has been since that podcast a year now. But um, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head on the two teams that I wanted to ask you about was the Yankees and uh, the Angel. I think more surprisingly, I was down on the Angels Coming into the season, I, I have a uh, charity bet with our good friend Minty about the win total for the Angels. I took the under, she took the over, so it's not looking very good for me. But what have you kind of seen from the Angels this season that has kind of been different? I know, number one, they got Mike Trout bad, obviously one of the best players 
if not the best player in all of baseball with the reigning MVP. I still thought they're pitching. They still needed to make an, an addition at the top of their rotation. I know they picked up Noah Syndergaard, who's looked pretty good. What have, what have you kind of seen from the Angels that has kind of, you know, perplexed them into this or catapulted them into this, the winning that they have this season so far? So far, Moonoff, they're winning close games and they're getting back-end rotation pitching. Reed Detmers pitched a no-hitter. Yeah. He's 22 years old. He had 11 career starts or something, and he threw a no-hitter. If they get back-end rotation help, they are going to be – they're not going to be subjected to those seven-game, eight-game losing streaks that have been one of their, you know, Achilles heels. And then yeah. the other thing right now is they're healthy. <laughs> they're they're mm-hmm. actually healthy. Trout is okay. Um, he's got a little protection in the lineup. Rendon is is right there. I mean, I'm impressed. I, I I'm I'm the first one to say that you know they look like a 500 team right now. They're way above 500. They, um, I mean, Madden does things his way. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And not everybody will agree with what he does. But the guy's a winner. He's yeah. won before. He's won almost everywhere everywhere he's been, right? So um, you just see it. I mean, and, and like another team like the Mets, not just to take away from the Yankees, but the Mets have a grown-up, a very calming influence as a manager. Right. But what has Buck Showalter not seen? He's seen everything. He's taking pictures with Shakira before games and then going and the Mets are winning all the time too. So it's impressive what the Angels are doing. The Astros, though, they just they just show up and win games too. Like that's a hard division. Yeah. I, I think the biggest surprise in that division is Seattle and how much they've been unable to score runs and off to such a slow start. Yeah, I was I was really high on the Mariners coming. I think both me and Dylan were. But yeah, the Astros kind of went through a rough pass there, but now they've won what 13 of 15 or something like oh. that over their last game. It's really been their pitching, which has really carried them. I know we know the offense is going to be the offense. Um, but yesterday I was I was watching the game because I did take the uh Astros run line with Verlander on the mound. And this offense, I mean, Jose Altuve, I, I just don't think that he gets enough credit for what at his size, what he's able to do number one with the bat and defensively as well. I know there's a negative connotation with the Astros uh, nationally with the whole cheating scandal and the banging on the trash cans, but being down here locally in Houston, this team, I, I think Astros run the town here because the Rockets are still going to be not competitive maybe for another two, three years. Texans had a great draft in my mind, but they're still a couple years away as well. Right now it's an Astros town and the fans are excited. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this team got back uh, to the World Series again, or at least in the championship game, or sorry, championship series, Ben. We've seen that Astros team. They're not afraid to make a move when it comes to the trade deadline if they need to add another arm, if they need to get another bat in the lineup. So it's been exciting to see from the Astros how they've kind of turned it around here. I can see how, like for a fan base, I mean, think about the Giants with Bonds. Like, everybody was rooting against them, but they were the biggest thing in town, and that was their guy. And that's the way Houston – I mean, from the outside, from a baseball fan's perspective, you can have that kind of, you know, mentality or like, boy, they cheated. But when you really watch them play on an everyday basis, they're a likable bunch. And they lose Carlos Correa and don't miss a beat. The story of baseball is is just crazy – in that it's still coming back to this pitching 
and defense. Mm -hmm. If you can pitch and you can play defense and don't give up runs, big innings, or bad errors, you're in every game. And you see the way these totals have come down. It's under, 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 under the story the first six weeks. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the Angels and the Astros are right there at the top of all of baseball, not just the American League, in those categories. So right. they're going to be around. I mean, Dave, I'm just looking at the standings now, thinking of, uh, like, there's so much that I could ask you about because the story's everywhere in every division, um, the good teams and the bad teams. Now, we mentioned the Angels, and I think so far they've got the most improved playoff odds. Um, their playoff odds have improved something like 22 percentage points or something. Um, the team that's dropped the most, Moonaf's um, not going to thank me for this, is the Boston Red Sox. Um, so <laughs> I was trying to avoid it. Yeah, what was trying to avoid it, Moonaf? No, we got to talk about it. The Yankee guy, the I'll guy ask, that predicted the Yankees just to go to the Red Sox. Go ahead, Mal. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're sitting bottom of that division. I mean, they're below Baltimore. Uh, no one's ever below Baltimore. Uh, so, yeah, what do you, what do you make of, uh, what do you make of Boston? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. The Red Sox were so fun last year. And um, I got to go back and go to Fenway. I brought my daughters and we, we, we got the experience. And now, you know, in the it, I mean, I got the, the bobblehead doll, uh, Devers and stuff. So we're kind of in with the Red Sox now, whereas before it was never real. It was always just, oh, those that Red Sox nation thing. They can't hit worth a shit right now they that lineup <laughs> trevor's story right now is just i mean you take a guy out of colorado where he's been his whole career and builds up these stats and all of this thing and you give him this big contract and you throw him in boston in this crucible that is that fan base and that city and those expectations and he can't hit them. i mean he's sitting below 200 yep. you don't he wouldn't even get in a lineup in a, in years past now it gets you that big contract. And it's frustrating, I think, for Red Sox fans and people that bet them. You're like, why? They're constantly losing games to bad teams, not let alone good teams, because they cannot hit. So, I mean, the pitching's not great either. Like, I don't know what Boston is doing good right now. And I don't know if there's a quick fix for this. This might be one of those things it takes another few weeks to work the kinks out and stuff. While the rest of the division, the Yankees, different level. The Blue Jays, right up there. Tampa just just keeps churn, churning along and just you know winning games and doing their thing. And they're getting left behind. And before you know it, you're going to wake up and you're going to be 18 games out of here. You're going to be you know 15 games out of a wild card. And they talk about being sellers. And then maybe Xander Bogarts and stuff leaves. Like... I don't know, but it's a mess. It is an absolute mess, Mal. And Moonoff, I tried to avoid talking about the Red Sox. I'm sorry, but this is Mal's calling the shots. I mean, he's calling the shots. Mal's getting me back right now for all the trolling I do on Twitter to him about his. uh, That's what it is. No, but you're right. I think the the issue for the Red Sox right now is the top guys at the top of their lineup, one and two, right? I don't think. Yeah, Alex Cora can really figure out who he wants at that top of the lineup because, like you mentioned, Trevor Story, they've tried him at at the leadoff position and and he's hitting 196 with a 276 on base percentage. Same thing with Kike Hernandez, 169, 248. But if you go after that, they're big hitters. 
are all above 300, right? J.D. Martinez, 314. Rafael Dervis, 324. Bogarts, 344. So it's really been guys that cannot really get on base for them and have their big bats really drive them in. And then at the bottom of the lineup, it's not pretty either. I mean, I understand bringing Jackie Bradley Jr. back. He's an excellent defensive uh, outfielder, but the bat... No, not great. And then you have guys like Christian Vasquez. And then if you write, uh, if you're starting uh, Kevin Ploiecki uh, on a game or, or, you know, um, if it's Bobby Dahlbeck. So there's some work to do for this lineup, but it doesn't look very it's, promising right now. It's Dave. too many holes and yeah. they can't, they can't string together. I mean, you know, Mal being the, 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 the hitting shortstop that he is in his lineup, you have to, you can't have too many holes in the lineup. It used to be okay to put a guy like Jackie Bradley out in the outfield and say, go catch everything. We don't care if you hit. We may ask you to bunt every once in a while. Yeah. And occasionally you're going to, you know, get a bleeder and get through and knock in a run or two. But now the majority of the guys in that lineup would be in there for their defense. And they're not even doing that well. They're yeah. still kind of kicking the ball around. Like when the margin for error becomes nothing, you can't make a mistake. You can't play this game. And you can see right now that the guys that are struggling, there's too many of them. You have three guys hitting in the whole lineup. Well, you need you need maybe five or six. They don't have to be hitting at the same time. When they're hitting at the same time like that, they're the Yankees. They yeah. just score runs, and, they, and you can't pitch around one guy. Now you can kind of pitch around Bogarts on certain situations or J.D. Martinez, who's a professional hitter, who's yeah. you know he's just not prone to slumps. But if nobody's on in front of them, he don't see a pitch. They walk, and then you get out of the inning. So, yeah, the Red Sox, I don't want to say they're in trouble, trouble, but it doesn't they're, look good for them right now. They're in trouble. They're, they're in trouble. trouble. You said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. And that's just one side of it we just talked about, Dave. We could spend another 20, 30 minutes talking right? about how bad the pitching has been, too, as well. Malcolm? Um, just in terms of having a bet this season, then, uh, Dave Gamblin, was there any trends that you've been uh, particularly sweet on anything that you've or, or players even sort of starting pitches. I know there was a couple of rookie pitches last year. Um, I remember talking about AJ Alexi yeah. uh, sort of September last year who kept winning games at two to one for us. Um, I know Colorado at home, something that uh, we always look at. They're, they're bottom of that division. They're 12 and seven at home. And they're never a very short price because they're Colorado. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati have lost everything. Um but the Cincinnati on the overs. So we love getting a, a little uh, a little trend, a little heater going. Is there anything that's caught your eye? Have you, have you had a little sneaky player that you've been following? Uh, I got two for you right off the top of my head because I'm looking at the card today. Oh, i got my pen out, Dave. Here it is. Minnesota unders have been so good. And since Correa went on the DL, um, they have been really good. Now, the numbers have started to get adjusted. I mean, you used to see American League totals eight and a half, nine, and now they're seven and a half, eight, sometimes sevens, which is still crazy to me. But now the delineation between American League and National League is not nearly as much because you have the DH. So I think you'll start to see those numbers even out. But the Minnesota totals, they're, they're so good to the under because – the lineup doesn't really hit, but they don't give up runs. They're not. They don't. There's very few big innings against the Minnesota Twins right now. So that's one of them. And then a guy pitching today that I don't know if you've been following, but I saw him when he came up and did a little research before because I was on the MLB Network the day before, and I was like, "Wait, who's this kid?" Kyle Bradish. Yeah. He's pitching for the Baltimore Orioles, oh, Baltimore, and this yeah. guy has been 
giving you pretty good quality starts the first couple times out. Now, what will happen the second time through the league, you'll probably see some bad outings or some short stints. But he was so good in the minors. I mean, and he's a strikeout guy, big, tall, six foot four, gas, 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 hard slider out. And he's pitching against the Yankees today. His K prop would be something to look at today. And I mean, I never would have said it in the past, but the Orioles are probably live today to win the game, them plus a run and a half in a game against the Yankees at a plus money price is a sneaky little play to keep an eye on today. So those two things right off the top of my head. Um, the other one is this Mets team. Like, I don't know. Uh, the Mets have won every series, right, except Yesterday, they lost the series for the first time all season to the Mariners. Yeah. The Mets have been a pretty good bet, not just with Scherzer on the mound. They've been um, really one of the the nice little, I think, books are starting to adjust. You're starting to see premiums have to be paid for the Mets now because you're always waiting for the shoe to drop with the Mets. And, and it hasn't yet. And they got DeGrom in their back pocket. There's no yeah. rush to bring him back. So the Mets are, are are the team, and I don't really like the Mets, but, I mean, I'm on board, and I got a Mets hat for the first time in my life, so I got to do it. <laughs> I had a question for you, David, and this is kind of two questions. I'll start with the first one from a betting perspective. You just talked about how a lot of these young guys that kind of come up, whether it's from, you know, their AAA or their, it's a top prospect coming up, and – the opposing team hasn't really have any maybe tape on them or scouting report on them. How much of an advantage does it give that particular pitcher in that team on a, on a day where that other opposing team hasn't seen him? Because we talked about this a lot last season, like Malcolm just mentioned with AJ Alexi and guys like Tarek Skubal from last season, Casey Mize from last season. Do you think that, you should, I don't know, say blindly bet those pitchers that have that opposing team hasn't seen, or are you kind of looking at it from a different perspective? It's so funny because I probably really, I mean, I've learned so many lessons in life from the book, but uh, you know, I used to see this all the time. People would come up and auto play against the guy making his first start for years. Yeah. And I would sit here and watch the bad guys play the dog they would play it was always a dog a guy making his first start in the bigs is never a favorite so you're always getting a plus money price you you know um i'd say nine times out of ten if not ten times out of ten and they're i mean listen the major leagues are getting an advanced scouting report from wilkes bear from round rock or something hey mm -hmm. what is this guy you know this guy's making his first start it's it's a piece of paper they're probably very rarely even looking at it so the first time you see the guy warming up is just like when I take the kids to a tournament or Mal goes in and plays a two game set and he's watching the guy in the on deck circle going, okay, I see where his release point is. Oh, wow. He, he, he has a high leg kick. And you start, that's the only time you see him. Yeah. I love betting on those guys, right? Especially when they have, um, I don't want to say a proven record of success, but a style of pitching that, if they get strikeouts in the minors, they're probably going to get strikeouts in their first or second start. You know, then the book comes out, listen, lay off the high one. You know, he's going to start you out and work his way back in, or he starts you in and works his way out. Like the scouting report gets so much better. That's why I have such admiration for, you know, pitchers that continue to do it. But yes, Moonoff, to answer your question, I love 
love to play those guys. There's nothing that's a lock, yeah. but I love, absolutely love to play those people. And then my last question for you is when we had the Sunday night baseball games and both teams are in a travel situation, maybe going from, let's say like last night it was in St. Louis and St. Louis now has to travel. Now they have, they're going to New York and I believe um, the giants are now going into Coors field in altitude. Are you looking to fade those teams coming off of Sunday night, traveling to a different time zone? Or are you just taking it by game by game? So, I mean, that's a very common way to play that. Um, and I've seen that for years too. I don't think it's a foolproof you know, way of success. Yeah. The thing that separates it for me is when you get an ace pitching in the game after. And okay. Michaelis has really been tremendous as far as I'm concerned. I look at his numbers, and I think he's been really good. He's helped St. Louis kind of stay where they're at. And he's already there. He's already in New York. He wasn't, you know, he okay. wasn't watching Albert pitch and stuff yeah. at the end of the game, which by the way, <laughs> I mean, how do you not love Albert Pujols? He's like, we're up. We need somebody to go throw a couple innings. He's never done it. It's his last year, which is why I'm wearing the St. Louis stuff today. I'm going to wear the St. Louis stuff on all the shows because I just love Albert Pujols. I was there in Arizona when he made his major league debut. And I was with my now brother-in-law at the game and we watched him warm up. And I said, this guy is tremendous. He's like, what are you talking about? You don't even know how to say his name. And I kept saying Pujols, Pujols, <laughs> because that's the way it looks. Yeah. So I was like, this guy is going to be great. And then you saw him bat. And I was like, so I've been an Albert Pujols fan forever. And I saw that last night and I was like, baseball's great. Like he's in there. He's throwing 48 up there. They're teeing off and his, <laughs> his career ERA. I hope he gets another stint because his career ERA is going to retire with a 36 ERA. How do you yeah. do that to a guy like Albert Pujols? But he smiled <laughs> afterward and said it was awesome. I like the Cardinals today, Munoff. I, right. I, I think when do you get Michaelis or Michaelis, however you say it, I think it's Michaelis, yeah. um, at a plus money price. Yeah. I, real, I I like that. And against Williams, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. So I know last time um, you joined the boys, you gave us – um, some World Series picks, etc., which wasn't too long ago. So I won't get you to update this. Now, I hope I'm not blindsided in here a little bit, Dave, um, but we very much enjoy uh, all of your ridiculous stories. So if you've got a if you've got a little uh, story for us that you could pull out your back pocket uh, just to round out our little 100th episode chat, uh, I'm sure it'll be a beauty. Um, rack your brain, what have you got? Have I, have I told you the story about the haircut game? Yes. I have you. I have told the story yeah. about that one. Okay, yeah, where the guy you could say it again if you want, but that was from last. That was last season. It is a great one. It okay. is, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a guy who was in the book who I mean, I believe he was making nine dollars an hour uh, as a security guy at a casino. Started an account and ran it up to a lot of money. He was going and playing craps. Everything he touched was gold, and he uh, he went on a nice run, but he didn't take any money. He just kept betting. And he built it up, and it was one of these stories where it was just like, you know, this is going to end bad. And he started betting horse racing, and, and everything he bet was starting to lose. So he got down to the Sunday night game, and it was Gio Gonzalez was pitching. And uh, I think he was on the A's back then. And he bet against Gio Gonzalez. Or no, he bet – I think he bet on him. I can't remember which side he bet, but he bet 
like $26,572.35. Everything that he had, and he shipped it. And he dumped it on the counter and said, I'm betting it all. And we were like, are you sure you want to do this, Jay? Like, seriously, why don't you just bet it for 10 dimes and keep a little bit for later in case it loses? He's like, no, it can't lose, can't lose. Okay. And he shipped the whole thing. And we were like, wow. I mean, this guy, this is, you know, we all went and bet the other side because we knew how the story ends. (laughs) And then he comes down to the end of the counter and says, hey, come here. And he calls me and this other guy over, the supervisor at the time. He said, hey, can I borrow $20? I got to go get a haircut. (laughs) Jay, you just bet $26,572.35 on a game. You need 20 for a haircut? He said, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I got to get cleaned up. I'm superstitious. When I get a haircut, it usually means I'm a winner. All right, Jay, here's 20. See you later. (laughs) Needless to say, the game lost. He lost. We didn't see Jay for a little while. And it was just one of those things that like baseball is is really anything can happen. And even when you got, you know, somebody like the Dodgers today, minus 250, you got to be careful when you go all in. You got you got to leave a little bit back for 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 the rainy day. So enjoy the winning streaks, ride the losing streaks and then, you know, go from there. I noticed Moonaf's got a bit of a fresh haircut today, Moonaf. Have you got something to tell us? Been on a bad run? Oh, no, this is from uh, two weeks ago. I'm actually uh, I'm actually going to go this week uh, to get a fresh one. I'm headed out to Dave's Parts next week. We'll be out there with Sean and Ryan. Special thing. Are you NBA. making the road trip to Vegas? I am. I texted you, uh, what, last you week? Said I you you might were... be coming. Yeah. No, I, I, we're, we're going to be out there. We're, uh, we're confirmed. Yeah. yeah, we are confirmed. Wow, next move, we got to get Mal on the next road trip. Mal's not part of the travel. Yeah, we need, time, right? there needs to be some sort of uh, travel policy here to get me across. I mean, <laughs> we're going to have to send him a private, private jet. jet uh, grab some uh, private jet out there, Dave. He's got to start hitting better in the lineup. Send the <laughs> private jet for the light hitting shortstop. You got to start hitting a little bit. Then maybe we could do that. Please, come on. You can't tell him light this right now. Unbelievable. That's slanderous, that, by the way, the light-hitting shortstop. Um, Dave, thank you very much. Really appreciate you uh, joining us uh, for the 100th show. Um, I'll tell you what I appreciate most about you, Dave, is that I was quite unsure about my place at the table, being an Englishman and talking American sports to people who clearly know what they're talking about in gambling. And even the couple of times that I've spoken to you, you really helped me settle in and feel like, I, I kind of, I was justified in doing what I'm doing here. I talked to Moonaf and the boys and I started doing horse racing, which was fine. I was comfortable with that. Oh. Um, but my baseball, I did feel, I, I thought I might be a bit of a fraud uh, talking to you boys about it, but you made me feel completely comfortable about that and said uh, nice things. And um, I, I appreciate that, Dave. So um, thank you very much for that. Mal, it's a pleasure. I love talking sports and I love talking about, you can tell you put in the work and you actually enjoy the game. And now that I know you're a horse racing guy, you want another quick story. Did you hear what I did with the Kentucky Derby, Mal? Oh, yes. Oh, no. Were you the one who picked the winner? Because nobody else did. Mal, I wore this ridiculous hat for all day. (laughs) A derby hat. All right? I pulled it out of my wife's closet. It's a big sun hat. My mother-in-law and daughter, the little one, put a big flower in the top, and I went on all these shows and talked about the Derby. Next thing I know, I got to go bet it on Saturday. And I have it nailed because, you know, you talk to enough people, they give you the same numbers and you start to hear things. 3, 6, 10, 12, 15, that's the numbers. So exactus, exact the keys, boxes, trifectus, keys, boxes. I put it all together, 
spend 205 at the window, leave the kid a fin and walk outside, check all the tickets, sit in the car. It's 92 degrees in Vegas. And I'm going, I got to go back. Something literally tells me, taps me on the shoulder. I think it's my dad from heaven says, go back in because if you get close again, because for years I've come close, but I just can't get it right. Go back in and hit the all button, but put it on top and key the three, six, 10, 12, 15 underneath in second and third. Cause I don't want to lose that way. I've lost that way a long time. I don't want to not yeah. have the bomb. So I walk back in, wait for the kid to come back from break because I'm so superstitious. He comes back from break. I said, <laughs> you're not going to believe this because you got more. And I said, one more. His name's <laughs> Ali, A-L-I. I don't know if it's Ali or Ollie, but I said, Ali, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I say, put the all with the 3, 6, 10, 12, 15, 3, 6, 10, 12, 15 print. It's 180 bucks. So I'm invested 385 into the race. Mal, when the, when Rich Strike broke at the, at the end for home, I jumped yep. up. I was at my daughter's softball game in the press box with the guy watching it on a computer. I said, I think I hit the try. He said, what? You had that horse? I said, I had all. So you want to talk about nobody knowing shit. The ticket costs $180. <laughs> I cashed for $7,500. I hit no, the try man. at the Derby. Now I'm a horse guy. So you can guarantee <laughs> that I'm going to be asking you this week for the Preakness picks because I don't know shit about horses and I hit the try. Now everybody's coming to me saying, oh, we got to have you on the show. Give us your Preakness picks. I don't even know who's running, Mal. I don't even know who's running, Moonoff. I know Rich Strike isn't running, but there's your story, you know, on the way out. Congratulations on the 100th episode. And I can't wait to see where it goes and. Moonoff, I can't wait to see you. Dinner's on me, brother. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, my man. <laughs> now we know he's got 7,500 books, Moonoff. You can, uh, you oh, can that's some, oh, well, come on. That's that's his hat collection. I gave it to the wife. I gave it the money to uh, the kids and the his, wife. I took him. I said, here you go. That's his it. hat that's collection's cool. worth way more than that 7,500. Come on. Next, I'm going to be getting Fair a hat enough. for Mal's team. I need a hat for Mal's <laughs> team. That's what I got to get. I will send you a new I'll send you a Newcastle Knights talks hat, Dave. That is not a problem. I'll represent. Uh, brilliant. Well, we knew we'd get a story out of him in the end. We got one. Uh, <laughs> cheers, Dave. Well, enjoy the Preakness, mate. Any winners, send them our way. Uh, we'll be back in touch. We'll probably speak to you uh, a dozen or more times before episode number 200. So Always we look got forward time to for you. Uh, Always. Thanks, Dave. Have a good day, man. We'll catch you later. Cheers. See you. Okay, we're back, boys. Uh, brilliant of Dave to join us, uh, as always. Um, could listen to... Uh, Dave Sharapan talk sports um, absolutely all day he looked a bit tired and emotional um, A it was probably silly o'clock in the morning for once I've dragged everyone up early rather than the other way around uh, and secondly I think that Penguins uh, beating has taken a bit more of a toll on him uh, than he was letting on, uh, letting on so yeah I feel a little bit for Dave but um, he brings the enthusiasm and the fire always um, and that gents has brought us to the end of um, episode 100 um, how are we feeling Moon after you uh, you gonna are you gonna cry? Do you want to give us a song? I mean, what are we doing? Uh am I gonna cry because I have to see you more often now? I'm not sure, but <laughs> no, uh silly man. No, this is fun. I mean, you know, we get to sit here and, and talk about baseball and and hopefully we're giving out winners, and I think we've we've done a great job of that so far this season. And 
I think I'm more excited. No disrespect to you, Malcolm, but having Noah and Dylan on the on the pod as well this season, um, you know, <laughs> thanks, mate. No, no, <laughs> no. We're we're the OGs, but you know that they bring a a different perspective, and it just works very well for our podcast. And and we're gonna continue to keep growing. Uh, you know, we've made a lot of friends on the show uh, with having guests on from Dave, who's just been absolutely fantastic for us. Um, you know, love him. I could just sit, you know, like you said, Malcolm, we could sit there and talk to him for hours and hours. And he's just one of the most genuine and nicest guys I, I've met in this industry and overall in life. So uh, we got to definitely give him his flowers. Um, and Noah, you've just done an absolutely fantastic job of growing our, our listenership uh, with the work you're doing with our Twitter account. And that's something that, you know, we, we wanted to incorporate this season. I'm glad you've taken this on and Dylan just, he's sharp, man. He, he does his own homework. He makes his own lines. He brings back that perspective. Um, and it's great to have another ace like that on, on this podcast. So I'm excited. It's only May boys. I mean, we're, we're about to get into the dog days of the summer where all eyes are going to be on us with only baseball on, but I'm excited. Here's to a hundred, 200, 300 more episodes. Hopefully I can, I'm trying to work on getting a couple more guests this week for us. I've been friends of the show, but, um, 100 episodes, um, you know, congrats to everybody. And then again, shout out to SGPN, Sean and Ryan for allowing us to talk about MLB, um, which um, not a lot of people are excited about because it's baseball, but, um, you know, our, our network just keeps on growing and growing. So uh, I'm going to stop talking now, but this has been a lot of fun for the first 100 episodes. <laughs> yeah, Dylan, just before we go, I get the feeling um, that Dave's got a bit of a soft spot for you. Oh yeah. What what did he say? I mean, Dave's a good guy. I met him through Twitter and like Munoff said, he's been nothing but kind and generous with his time. And he's a great guy. If you're ever out in Vegas, you got to go and meet him up. But he, I'm saying, I'm telling you, like you guys can talk to Dave for hours. I feel like all four of us, we have to always narrow our handicapping down because, like you said, we're just yeah. four guys who love talking baseball. So can't wait to get more into it with us, you know, NHL and NBA windling down. Baseball is going to be the only thing out there. So can't wait to expand and grow with you boys. Uh, yeah, thanks, Dylan. Uh, Noah, final word from you today. Yeah, um, I know it's the 100th uh, podcast and it's a very special day for us in this Zoom call. But I also want to give out a, a good shout out to my boys at Point Park University. Today is their first game in the NAIA opening round for the uh, NAIA baseball tournament. Um, they last year. So uh, if for those that are tuning in for the first time, or if I hadn't mentioned it on another podcast that you listen to, I registered for them. And um, last year we lost in the conference tournament championship um, twice to the same team. Uh, when it was a double elimination bracket, they choked the ring uh, for the conference tournament. And then we went into the opening round regional last year went three and zero in the first three games and then lost again two, twice in a row uh, before we could go to the NAI world series in Lewiston, Idaho. Uh, this year, they, the four seed, they take on the number seven overall seed in the NAI tournament hope international from California. So shout out to my boys that are playing in Lawrenceville, Georgia. I'll be tweeting about that a little bit. Uh, that game's at three o'clock. So it's nice just before the MLB slate, and yeah, I was slacking on that a little bit this weekend. 
I had two 21st birthday parties that I was at over the weekend. So that was my bad boys, but I'll be better. <laughs> no worries, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, very much appreciate you three boys. Thank you very much. Looking forward to the rest of the season. Uh, looking forward to cranking out another 100 episodes and onwards and upwards. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, usual place to like, rate, review. Um, get these bets on for tonight's games. We'll be back um, handicapping the Tuesday slate as well. Baseball never stops and we will never stop uh, on your behalf. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.